and welcome to Things Musicians Don't Talk About with me, your host, Hattie Butterworth. I am a cellist and the writer, and I have recently graduated from the Royal College of Music in London. I'm now on a gap year doing all sorts of wonderful things. I'm totally kidding, I'm literally doing nothing. I'm just sat in um, doors half <laughs> the time. But join us on this journey where we uncover the stigmatised issues that the classical music profession has sadly hidden for many years. We talk about mental health, we talk about injury, we talk about financial issues, anything you want to talk about, we will talk about it and break down the stigma. Hello everybody, welcome back to season two. Um, I'm so excited for this, it's honestly... A couple of weeks or months ago, I don't think I would have believed that I would feel confident enough to restart this project and feel so excited to be doing it as well. Because I don't know, I got to this point where I just felt like I didn't want to put anything of myself out there anymore. Um... Part of it was kind of an empowered decision, but part of it came from a real lack of confidence and a lack of belief in my identity as a musician anymore. Um, And, I mean, we can talk about that more, and I know my first guest of this new season is going to talk a lot about that, but, I mean, it's just was a so such a difficult time and I think maybe I didn't communicate it well enough um to everybody when I decided to take a break but it really felt like I just needed to stop um and it wasn't to do with anything other than just how I was feeling following the summer I had and I mean I was I'm proud that I was open about going through um a mental health kind of crisis um I was honest about that I was honest about restarting medication and and my therapy and everything but I don't think I realized that I kind of couldn't carry on with everything in the same way like it felt like I couldn't give myself to my guests like I wanted to because I was so preoccupied with my own rubbish (laughs) and what I want this so much to be is not about my issues necessarily although sometimes I think I'm happy to share it I want it to be about connecting with people who have um stories to share and things to bring and so I just think I felt like if I could continued it would just not be as free and open and honest I think I was just feeling like goodness, if I do another one of these, I'm just not going to come across as authentic as I want to because I'm just so burnt out um, from pushing through with it while I was mentally unwell. And part of my healing, I think, was taking a step back from the internet, from social media, and sort of thinking, who am I without all of that? And I had this real burning desire to give it up, to withdraw, to become smaller not to put myself out there and you could say that's something sad 
or hard, and it was, but I, I meant like I wanted to live a smaller life in a good way. I didn't want to be anything special. I didn't want to try and be anything special or anyone influential or anything of that. He literally just wanted to wake up, <laughs> do the day, and then go to bed and eat and just relax. And um, I'm in a privileged enough position to have been able to do that and been able to um, kind of have my work in a contemplative environment. So basically, what happened, if anybody wants the story, um, in September, towards the end of September, sadly, I lost my grandmother, and um, that was difficult for our whole family, the logistics of that, um, me having recently moved from London to where she was living um so after she died I had the decision either to go back to Scotland where my parents lived or to find an alternative place for me to be which obviously if anybody was looking for a job in the summer or somewhere to be or something to do with all the drama and the crises, I think you'll understand why that was so hard. Um, but I suddenly had this kind of sense of wanting to withdraw and wanting to be more contemplative and actually responding to a kind of faith um, calling, I suppose, something within me that wanted to sit with my faith more and help people in that context. So... I contacted a um, contemplative group of Anglican nuns um, and asked them if they would consider taking me as a um, volunteer and a longsider is what they call it, which is where I basically live um, their prayer life along with them. We have five offices a day um, for about half an hour each. And then I also do all of the cooking and all of their cleaning and some gardening. And what else do I do? Odd jobs. They're all over the age of 70. Um, so I have been able to help them a lot in this time where they can't go out. And it's been so amazing, but very difficult. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, like it's difficult to get up every day. Um, at 8.30 which to me is incredibly early every day to do that um, and to be present with them in their meditation and their prayer for the world at this time and I mean they're all very liberal open, lovely people and I've managed to connect with them really deeply and it's been beautiful to be part of a community which is such a privilege at the moment to have a kind of purpose in that way and to work in that way. So what I'm saying is, you know, part of my withdrawing was to be more present in this community um, and to live a life not with the cello at the forefront of it and not to be here as a cellist, which has been weird. Like, <laughs> not to be expected for that to be my job. Like, I haven't turned up at a church and I'm not playing cello. Like, I'm turning up at their chapel and I'm just kind of on the same wavelength <laughs> turning up to be in you know in peace and prayer and silence with them so 
that's been important for me to take that element of how I identify with music to have that space from that and then to kind of see how I want it to be brought back and there were a lot of there's a lot of doubt involved with that I had a lot of times where I doubted it and I really wanted to have something else to be and I wanted another career or I wanted another purpose in life and I think what I've learned is that nothing else felt like it was calling me I had all these ideas and I still do have all these ideas of sort of people I could be or jobs I could do or labels I could give myself but I suppose coming into this new year I'm excited to try and be the cellist I want to be without having to put a label on it and you know it's very easy to watch clips on Instagram of amazing cellists you know five years younger than me playing concertos I'd only ever dream of playing to that standard and feel like I've failed and feel like I need to get back to practicing four or five hours a day rigidly solidly all the time and have this huge dream of taking over the world but I just don't think that kind of career is either for me or terribly realistic but what's hard about music college is that's the kind of career I think the level of practice and commitment is is kind of assumed um so anyway that's kind of what's been going on and and what's been difficult and I think I needed that break basically to come back to this project with a new sense of creativity which I really do have and it's honestly amazing how the space and time has made me feel like just more creative that's all I can say I've been doing a lot of writing poetry and painting and drawing and I don't know things I look back on from even six months ago that I did I'm sort of like wow that's looked really bland or or even recordings I made of my cello playing, I kind of feel like I hear it differently because of the perspective. And I, I, I hear the harshness in what I was playing and the kind of blandness and the monotony of my massive practising and, like, intensity of the person I was trying to be. I feel like withdrawing has now made it less and kind of forced them more authentic. Um... We'll see how it goes, but um, I'm I'm excited basically about this because I'm now more excited about life. I'm not depressed or dealing with hugely difficult intrusive thoughts every day. Um, so I'm in a space where I'm well again, much better than I was, and how is that not going to be more beneficial to the people I talk to and the people that listen (laughs) so yeah I I hope you all understand why it was a necessary break Um, but I'm still here at the convent and working for them full-time and planning to stay here for probably until the summer and then we shall see I have kind of got plans but nothing set in stone So we're going to see, you know, all I know is I don't think the typical or prescribed musical career, quote unquote, is something I want anymore. I know that I want 
music, I want cello, and I want creativity. But in what kind of capacity? I have no idea. Um, but it can be, it can be within what um, my limits are. It can be within my boundaries. It doesn't have to be what I've been told it has to be, I don't think. So I don't know if anyone else is feeling like they, they aren't allowed the life that they really want because they're a musician, because it's kind of has this um, enclosure around it and this idea of what you have to fulfil in order to succeed. If anyone else is feeling like they've been prisoner to that a little bit, um, do let me know. <laughs> I would value some support and, like, not reassurance, I suppose. See, when we talk about OCD recovery, you're never allowed to give reassurance. That's So I always worry about saying that word, but if anyone wants to connect on these difficult issues about becoming an authentic musician or has any advice, please get in touch. It'll be beautiful. Um, but let's back to this project, right? So I I came back to it just because of you guys, honestly. And it's almost like, I mean, I can talk in Christian terms about feeling like you guys are angels, and maybe that's not even Christian, maybe that's more wide-rangingly spiritual, but I honestly think I had some real... Oh, goodness, that's my uh, UE boom going off. Um, I honestly think I had some angels looking out for me, because y'all knew what I needed, and I didn't. And, you know, I'd come to a point of healing, and I didn't know where I was going, and I was scared, I didn't want I wanted to pursue something with authenticity and I didn't know whether this would but now I see that it really would and a few things happened I bless you guys when the Spotify unwrapped dropped and if anyone doesn't know what that is Spotify releases kind of the state the statistics of your year of listening to podcasts and music and when that dropped in when was it mid-december early december i got some really lovely people message me send me pictures of their unwrapped um spotify play like list and things musicians don't talk about was often on the top five and it was just really cute and at that point I was like oh guys please don't show me this because I just don't I don't want it to be successful anymore (laughs) I want to pretend it didn't happen because I'm just not feeling like good about myself at the moment so stop so that was the first thing and then we got um nominated and became highly commended in um the podcast of the year from the gracious my brain the classical digital Hang on a minute. The Classical Music Digital Awards. Thank you very much. Um, and that was on New Year's Eve and that completely blew my mind because I didn't think that a project I'd sort of left to simmer <laughs> would do that well or have that kind of recognition. And I know that it was down to being nominated by y'all, some of y'all, Um was why that happened and I'm eternally grateful for that and then I also (laughs) number three I got some personal messages from people who said how much the podcast meant to them or that they'd re-listened or that they'd you know 
enjoyed it and how much it had meant to them and that certain episodes had resonated and every message I got it was sort of like a little bit a little piece of my heart came back and even though I was resistant to it at first it eventually got to a point where I was just like how can I ignore this many signs how can I ignore this many people that need this support like it's I started this I don't know if I ever really explained it but I started this to be um something that I wish I had when I was struggling um and when I was especially first and second year in college feeling at my absolute lowest you know people don't like to use this term (laughs) we don't like to talk about it do we but you know I was often feeling quite suicidal um you know and that was difficult but if I feel like if I'd have known that I wasn't the only person to get to that low point and that other people and very normal people very successful people very beautiful feeling emotional people get to that point sometimes in their life where things are so broken that you feel like that if I'd have known that I wasn't that person I think the healing would have happened quicker because I wouldn't have felt so ashamed and shame was the number one thing that drove my disorder to get worse And I just know that for a fact, because I thought I wasn't capable, I wasn't practising because I couldn't, and I thought I'd failed. And I just wanted to start this to talk to people, to show anyone suffering that these people are still living and we're we're still struggling, we're still figuring things out, but you can be a musician and have mental and physical setbacks and that's an important thing to bring to light and I've just realized that much as this is my baby my little podcast I don't want it to be about me I don't want that to get in the way myself I was getting in the way of this project and this project is about you and it's about the people that I talk to and the stories we share and the space we create and the stigma we break because we're breaking stigma and I'm so proud of everybody that has um goodness last year I had so many highlights I literally like ah oh, thinking about it makes me so overjoyed at how many conversations we started it's just like I'm honestly tearing up thinking about it and I just want to share like a couple of bits of news ah oh, I'm literally so emotional right now, it's honestly crazy. Right, so let's start. I don't know if I shared that, if you listened to episode, was it episode three? With my little sister Olivia, bless her heart, and we were talking about her going hopefully to Cambridge. She bloody got to Cambridge, guys. She smashed that, smashed her degree, got a fabulous mark, ban off to Cambridge and now she's living her best life in Cambridge and has just completely rocked the world and I'm so proud of her so that's one beautiful bit of news from her any more bits of news um Jasmine from episode I'm totally butchering these episodes episode three I think 
Jasmine was right. Liv was episode four. Jasmine was episode three. So Jasmine um, has just been offered a scholarship place to the Guildhall School of Music and Drama for postgrad. And my goodness, I'm so proud of her. If you don't really know Jasmine's story or you want to, please go back and listen because she had to overcome so many difficult rejections and to have been rewarded for such incredible hard work and dedication is just testament to her complete love and vocation to be a pianist basically so she's been offered amazing scholarships to the Guildhall and I'm just overjoyed for her gracious me um I'm trying to think of more bits of news now I'm enjoying my my news flash so well let's have a think let us have a think do you know what i can't think of any more updates right now but i know the rest of the guests i know laura um armstrong said that the response she got from her episode about her injury was pretty overwhelming and how many people um were just so inspired by her story and I think I might be wrong, but I think she started at the Royal College of Music to do her master's in just in this January, which is just unbelievably amazing that she's got to that point after everything she's been through. So, wow, goodness me, we have some fab people on this. Um, and please do keep spreading the word, everyone. And keep being amazing and stay strong through this time third lockdown goodness me like it's not it's not easy please don't think it needs to be easy or should be easy or that you're you know you should be feeling that you can conquer this by now like honestly nothing is open guys (laughs) nothing is open you have to we have had to rewrite our entire life like this is not meant to be easy it's no way it can be you know so if you're struggling with your mental health or your physical health or anything if you're struggling oh please 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 you are not alone reach out please reach out to here we go please reach out to mind mind mind.org.uk goodness i really need these in front of me that's what i'm going to do tonight i'm going to write down all of the first aid mental health details because they're important for me to know for myself and for other people so we have mind we have help musicians uk if you are a student you can qualify for up to 900 pounds therapy costs if you get a bapam referral that's number one number two if you are um, a freelancing musician and you have been hmm, what's the deal with this out of education for under a year right if you're a graduate musician that's it you can get the same grant for mental health support i think i really should check that but i might do a post about that because it's a brilliant resource both of which i've been able to use um so please use them please use help musicians the funds are there for you and while they're still there please use them if you need to and don't feel ashamed if you need any help with 
finding the details exactly about that please get in touch with me and I can help you um if you're struggling with eating disorders the the charity beat has some brilliant resources if you're struggling with um physical injury or issues in that sort of way I think BAPAM is a good place to start um, I know obviously a lot of things are on hold right now in terms of treatment, but they might be able to give you some good advice. Um, most of all, please look after yourself and uh, just you're amazing, all of you. I feel just overwhelmed how excited I am. We're taking a creative risk, you know. I've been waiting for a gut feeling, but I didn't need a gut feeling. I just needed to take a risk needed to realise how many beautiful people have supported me, supported this, and are passionate about this as well. And that's all I ever dreamed of, and that's all I need (laughs) to keep going, really. Um, So sending you all love. Please keep in touch. Please keep spreading the word. Um, Instagram, at TMDTA podcast. I'm going to start posting on there more, I promise. (laughs) Personal Instagram has changed. Please, nobody get get upset. My mum had, like... Ah, uh, she had a full-on, like, emotional rant about me changing my username. So if you're confused, my username on Instagram used to be at justabigviolin. And I changed it to at hattie.butterworth. It was during the, um, I'm, you know, I don't need to be identified with the, with the cello phase. And she was like, why did you change it? Oh my goodness, that was your brand, Hattie, that was your brand. I was like, okay. I didn't pattern that shit. Like, it was just a username from when I was like 13. Please chill. Um, But sorry, I have changed it. It's now at (laughs) Hattie.Butterworth. Who knows? If there's, you know, start a petition if you want, just a big violin. It's, it's, It's gone for a bit. It's gone for a little while. You know, I've grown up now, everyone. I'm serious. I'm a serious person. So sorry about that. But anyway, probably nobody even noticed. (laughs) Apart from Annie. Annie's my mum. So, yeah. That's that. Please, um, please, please, please stay tuned for the first proper episode, which is an interview with the amazing Rebecca Toll who is just, ah, we had the best conversation and you're going to love it, I'm sure. Um, So we talk about eating disorders and depression and defining yourself as a musician or not. And yes, I really, really hope you enjoy starting this new beautiful season. So thank you everyone yet again and speak to you soon.